We're so glad that you joined us today for this podcast from Bishop Quentin Moore and the Father's House in Hutchinson, Kansas. God loves you and wants the best for you, and we want to hear what God is doing in your life. Share your story with us by sending an email to mystory@fathershouse.net. If you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so at fathershouse.net slash give. Just select the option that works for you. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Got your Bible, go to Psalms chapter 1. I'm going to go to Psalms chapter 1. Uh, I'm not going to shorten the sermon because you sang too long. I'm going to preach the message, so blame it on the guy singing. Uh, Psalm chapter 1, 6 verses. Acts chapter 28, 6 verses. I'm going to take those two portions of Scripture. I'm going to try to weave them together this morning. Uh, Touch your neighbor and say, this is for you. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Uh, Say with me, uh, spiritually aware. Blessed, empowered to prosper is the man who's aware of who he's listening to, aware of the path that he's walking, and the seat that he's sitting in. There's so many people that are Christians that are not spiritually aware of what they're and who they're and where they're. But his delight, say but, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Say with me, he mutters over and over. He didn't mutter. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither. And whatever, say whatever he does. You don't even worry about it because whatever he touches is going to prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff, which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. There's two metaphors here that are absolutely tremendous. If you're planted by the rivers of water, if you're planted by the water of the word, if you're drawing from the word of God, you're going to be blessed. You're going to be strong and stable. But... The ungodly are like chaff. Now, during the period of time when this psalm was written, the way they separated the wheat from the chaff, the stalk, the un, is that they took it and they threw it up in the air and the wind would blow through it and the fruit, the thing that had weight and substance and value would fall to the ground, but the chaff that was of no value would be blown away. You see, the way you react to the wind will reveal who you are. The way you react to the move of the Spirit will reveal who you are. The way you react to the storms of life will reveal who you are. If you are the wheat, the fruit, if you've drawn from the Word of God and now there's a substance to your life, the wind might disturb you, but it will not dislocate you. He who is planted will be like this. He who is not, the ungodly, will be blown away. How many people have been blown away by just the stuff of life? It reveals who they are. It'll tell you who they are. But the steps, the righteous of the Lord, they are ordered. He is delighting in every detail, the psalmist writes. The steps of the godly are directed, and he delights in every detail of our lives. 
And then Acts chapter 28, verse 1 through 6. This is the last part of a long story. So I'm going to tell you the whole story, but I'm going to wind up here in Acts 28, verse 1. Now, when they had escaped, say, have escaped. When they had escaped, been delivered, when they made it, they then found out that the island was called Malta. And the natives, one translation says the barbarians. They escaped and were found in a group of barbarians. And they showed us an unusual kindness, for they kindled a fire and made us all welcome because of the rain that was falling and because of the cold. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. So when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hands, they said to one another, No doubt this man is a murderer, whom though he escaped the sea, yet justice does not allow him to live. But he shook off. Say shook off. Say shake it off. Oh, look at your other neighbor. They ain't going to do nothing I say anyway. Say shake it off. The creature into the fire and suffered no harm. However, they were expecting that he would swell up and suddenly fall down dead. How many of you know you got people expecting you to swell up? (laughs) But after they had looked for a long time and saw no harm came to him, they engaged their minds, they changed their minds, and said that he was a god. Father, I pray this morning that the power of your word would hit right in the heart of every soul sitting in this room. That, Father, their minds would have to be changed by the words that you have given. I pray this morning that you would anoint these clay lips that they might not be mine, but they might be yours. I pray this morning that the power of the Holy Spirit would prevail over the ungodly thoughts of humanity. I pray this morning that we would be altered, changed into a different people. I pray this morning that this would be a day of demarcation. That was then, but this is now. Amen. Say with me, he shook it off. I I really believe that Paul was saying, I don't have to take this. I really believe this Paul had lived through a storm, had lived through a threat on his life, had survived something. But when the snake came out and grabbed a hold of him, he said, I may have had to take that, but I don't have to take this. I truly believe there are a lot of believers today that are putting up with things that they don't have to put up with. I truly believe there are a lot of Christians today that have made it through a storm, but they're tolerating something because they think they have to. I'm going to talk to you this morning about how to maintain the blessing. Wait here for the blessing of the Holy Spirit, the empowerment of God. I've just been preaching to you about how on the day of Pentecost, he sent his Holy Spirit into our lives and empowered us. The word blessing means to empower. I want to talk to you this morning about how to maintain your empowerment, how to maintain this blessing. Stop listening to the counsel of the ungodly. And many times we think that out there is ungodly, but I hear a lot of ungodly things from Christians. I hear a lot of Christians that are just ignorant of God. Doesn't mean you're not saved, but you just don't understand the plan of God. And if we do not walk in the counsel of God, we will not be able to maintain. We're not supposed to stand in the wrong paths. Have you ever got on a road and thought, I got to get off this road? 
bunch of nuts driving down this road. Have you ever sat down? I went to coffee the other day, and I was sitting at McDonald's, and there were these guys sitting there, and they were having their fourth free cup of coffee. They should have stopped. And those old guys were talking about everything that had ever gone wrong in their life. They were so full of scorn. I wanted to walk over and say, you've had too much to drink. He said, blessed is the man that doesn't listen or stand or sit, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. You see, we're living in a time when you need to keep bathing your mind in the word of God. Listen, if you do anything outside, you need to take a bath in the next day or two. We get around the world and there are so many ideas that are ungodly that if you don't continually wash your mind, if you don't continually bathe your mind, your feelings and your emotions will run away with you. But if you'll meditate on the Word of God, you'll be like a tree and you'll bear fruit in its season. Say, in its season. Say, my time's coming. You, you may not understand, but I wash my mind. I stay planted. I don't listen to that ungodly stuff. My delight and my season is coming. Listen, I may be a late bloomer, but it's going to bloom. Some of you need to understand that the seed that God has sown in you is so big that it's taken a little while longer. But the Bible says, if you sow, you will reap in due time, in due season. Some things take a little longer, but understand that if we focus on the word of God, whatever we ask, whatever we do, will prosper. Say, whatever. Man, wouldn't you just like to touch something and it... Wouldn't you like... Listen, every time I go lay hands on somebody, I want her to prosper. Every time I lay hands on her, I want her to prosper. I need to maintain my position planted by the water. I need to maintain my meditation, not just for me, myself, and I, but because when I lay hands on somebody, I'm believing God for the prosperity of their mind, their soul, and their body. Oh, you didn't. I got to tell you, yeah, I'm waiting, Pastor. And you're sitting on the couch eating tater chips. I got news for you. That is not the same thing. Uh-uh. To, to wait, to, to, to meditate is an action. It's to do something. Again, corn doesn't jump in the truck. You got to do something to get the corn. This isn't just about sitting. This is about laborers that understand what's happening. Storms are going to come. Storms are going to happen in our lives. You're not going to be able to control them happening. I wish if I, if I had my way, I'd like to have Peter's experience. He got to walk on it and got to be pulled up out of it and put back in the boat. If I was Paul, I'd be going, no, wait a minute. Pete got to walk on it. And then when he started to have trouble, you put him back in the boat. And you're making me go on a boat that's going to blow up. How many of you just can't figure out why your experience is not their experience? I mean, they didn't have to get on a ship that blew up. They got to walk on water, and I got to be on a ship that blows. Have you ever felt that way? Angry because their experience is better than your experience. Experience, I'm, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I, I don't have time. I, I'm going to have to give you the highlights. In Acts chapter 26, Paul is in prison, and King Agrippa shows up and said, okay, tell me what you think. And Paul stands up in verse 2 and says, I think myself happy, because today I get to speak for myself according to the accusations that's been made against me. How many have ever had accusations made against you? 
And, and you waited two years to get to say something. And finally, you get to say something. And, and Paul goes, I think myself happy because I get to tell you my side of the story. Some of you need to get happy because there's a day coming when you get to sing your song. They've been singing songs about you, but the songs they sing about you are never quite the song that you would write. Oh, you're not listening to me. I, I told people once several years ago, I said, whatever you think you know, you don't know. How many of you know that those people that are telling stories about you, they think they know, but they don't know because it's your story and your song and your book and it's your... Sometimes we get in trouble because we listen to the songs they sang about us rather than writing the song. Or I think myself happy. And then, 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 then here's what he goes on to say, verse 6. And now I stand and I am judged for the hope of the promise made by God to our fathers. He said, you're judging me because I'm preaching hope. You're judging me because I'm standing up saying our hope is in the Lord. You're judging me because I'm saying my hope is in Jesus Christ. He said, I'm being acute. You ever see? I'm telling you what. You begin to say hope in a room where somebody's dying and watch what happens. Every religious person in the room will lose their mind because you're saying they're going to live and not die. I got a question for you. Even if they died, did it hurt to give them hope? I mean, even if it doesn't turn out the way you want it to turn out, I'd rather be preaching hope than preaching death any time. He said, you're accusing me. You got me in prison because I'm preaching hope. I mean, some of you are going to be out of jail a long time because you had not had any hope in years. If you want to stay out of jail, just don't have any hope problem is is that you're already in prison one built by your own you can either be imprisoned by your hopelessness or uh, you're not that's why in the bible you could put peter in jail but he wasn't in jail because he still had faith is a substance of or hope is a something yeah faith is the substance of things i'm hoping he shuts up by noon your hope is dashed (laughs) if you lose hope he said I'm talking about the promise that was made by the father to the 12 tribes and earnestly serving God day and night to obtain that hope listen my hope is in the resurrection of the dead and I'm going to continue to hope to see that resurrection for hope's sake King Agrippa I've been accused man I'm telling you Storm is going to come to Paul's life, not because he did something wrong, but because he hoped in God. I'm telling you, the minute you begin to talk about hope, look out. Because you'll have an opportunity to live in it. Oh, you didn't get that. I mean, storms come because your hope is in God. Storms come because you believe God. Storms come not because you don't have faith or you got sin or somebody don't like your dress. Storms come on the just and the unjust. Storms happen. They don't have to have a reason. Every time I stand in a room, somebody goes, why do you think this happened? I don't know. I don't know what you've been hoping for, but whatever. I don't know. You don't. I get tickled. People come in my room and they say, oh. God was so good. 
I was driving to this intersection, and this guy ran the intersection, and, I, and I, God saved me. I said, really? He saved you? Yeah, the car missed me. I said, what happened? Hit the car behind me. <laughs> 30 minutes later, the car behind him is standing in my office going, I thought I was going to miss it, but God let me down. The car hit me. I'm telling you, if you were in the World Trade Centers on 9-11, you had a bad day. And I get tickled to have people go, well, if they'd prayed up, shut up. Stuff happens. Storms come. And I mean, you know, they, 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 they get in this boat, and Paul told them not to get in the boat. He told them this was the wrong time of year to sail. I mean, he's got all this hope, but he's, listen, if somebody has hope, and then they go, maybe not now. I'm serious. Paul's the guy that's got the most hope of anybody in the story, and they get ready to take off from the shore, and he goes, maybe we ought to wait. You ought to listen to that guy. When the hopeful guy says, not now, listen. They don't listen. They end up out there in this storm. My God, they're going to break the sail. They're going to lose the rudder. This boat is going to go to pieces. Have you ever been in something and have it go to pieces? I mean, seriously, come on. Some of you just need to own it. That marriage went to, oh, well, three of you going, how does he know that? Because <laughs> 50% of you have been divorced. Is that you? Oh, shut up. I mean, have you ever been in a job and the jo- they, they shut the plant down? I mean, have you ever been in a situation and it just blew up? I mean, it went Two pieces. The thing I was counting on fell apart. It just disintegrated right underneath me. But can I tell you a story? There's enough power in the piece to get you to shore. You don't want to get out of that boat. Even if it blows up, you can grab a piece of that thing and it's going to save your fanny because your hope is... How many of you ever floated ashore on a piece of a promise? I mean, you floated ashore on just one word from God. You floated through that storm, and you just, they don't even know why you stayed in a boat, but you said, well, I had this prophecy that said I got to go see the people in Rome, and and God's going to keep me alive because there's a promise and a purpose and a plan for my life, and this storm is not going to stop me from fulfilling the destiny that's on my life, and if you're with me, you're going to make it too. Some of you need to get hooked up with somebody's got a destiny because you're going touch your neighbor and say I may have to take this I mean you thought you were going to lose your mind they foreclosed on the house the thing fell to pieces but now touch your neighbor and say now I may have had to go through that storm that was the, but now Some of you still talking about the storm and you're laying on the shore. You ended up on a beach. There's worse places. Just saying. It may be raining tonight and cold, but I've been on that island. The sun's going to come up. It's a pretty place. You made it through the storm. Touch somebody and say, but now. Now we're laying on the beach. You ever seen a beach whale? They wash in my office all the time. (laughs) 
so-and-so and so-and-so's here. We'll drag them in. <laughs> but now, they're laying on this beach, and, and, and they're, 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 this is a great story. I mean, it says that it was cold, and it was rainy, and you was tired, and he was exhausted. And, I, you know, if it had been me, I'd have been looking at the guy going, I told you, <laughs> we should But there's a great verse there. It says, but Paul, after picking up some kindling, the barbarians, showing an unusual kindness, begin to gather sticks. And Paul began to watch barbarians gather sticks to be kind to him. And it says, Paul got up and started gathering some sticks. Uh, This is how I would say it. If you're going to help me, I'm going to help you. Help me. I got news for you. I I get exhausted trying to help people who won't try to help themselves. But Paul said, if this barbarian can pick up a stick to build me a fire, I can get up and help the barbarian help me. Listen to me. Some of you need to quit talking about the storm you've been through and realize you've been washed up on a beach and there's some barbarians trying to help you and you need to get up and help them pick up a stick. And some of you need to realize that you don't need to fix the storm that they came through. I can't fix the storm that you've been through, but I can try to hand you a stick this morning. I, I, can, try to, I can try to make a fire in the middle of the rain that you're in. I can't stop the rain. I can't fix it. But I can, I can try to build a little fire on the beach that you're... Listen, I'm a pastor. I, I'd like to have stopped the storm. I'd like to make the rain and the cold go away. But most of the time, all I can do is bring you a stick. And if you'll help me bring you a stick, if you'll help me help you... I realize, I, 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 listen, when you get up and start picking up a stick, can I tell you what you're doing? I'm not a victim. <laughs> I may be laying on this beach, it may be cold, it may be raining, everything I've ever trusted may be laying on pieces on the shore, but honey, I'm not going to be a victim of that storm. That storm is not going to define who I am. It may have revealed who I am, but it's not going to define who I am. Who I am is why I made it through the storm. Some of you need to get over your victim martyrdom mentality and understand that you made it, that you're still standing, that, 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 that everything may broke, the marriage may have been lost, but honey, I'm here. Now, I, I get it. I have been beached myself. I have woken up cold and rainy. And, it, and listen, sometimes it takes so much to survive the storm that you don't have the energy to be very excited about it. Sometimes it takes so much energy to get through it that the idea of having it, you're just spiritually, you're burnt out. It took all that you had. I mean, sometimes it takes a couple of years for you to go, wow, I'm alive. I get it. Some of you, you've been out of the storm for a couple of years, and this morning you're going to shake the fog off and go, wait a minute. I made it. I mean, sometimes it just takes a moment to realize that you're not dead. It, it just takes you a minute to get your bearings and look at your neighbor and ask him, do you know you're alive? Do you know you made it? L- l- hear me. I-, I woke up one time about three years later and went, 
I'm breathing. Oh, well, it all fell apart, but I survived. Can I tell you what y'all do if that's happening to you this morning? You need to throw a pate. You need to go buy a hat and a horn and a cake. You need to call your friends up and you need to say, tonight we're getting down. My pastor told me that if I could wake up and remember that I'm alive and not dead, that I needed to throw a party and... Some of you haven't ever thrown a party that you made it a week sober. You haven't thrown it a party that, 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 your, that your head hasn't hurt, that your back has I mean, if you make it one day without pain, you ought to throw a party. If you can make it one day without being depressed, you ought to throw a party. Sometimes if I could just get up and get through the day, I'd go home and go, Shazam, we made it another day. You need to understand that if you had enough money to buy a bowl of beans, some of you need to be celebrating about the dime that bought the bean. I got through on this prophecy that I had from God. Timothy, make war with the prophecy that you have. Sometimes all I got is this promise and this prophetic utterance. But honey, I'm going to hold on to Oh, Some of you are so used to teaching that you don't know what real preaching is. The Bible says that it was through the preaching, not the teaching of the word. There is a difference. Preaching encounters your soul. Teaching informs your mind. You need preaching. In America, they've settled for three sticks. Point one, point two, point three. You motivated now? (laughs) They were building them a fire. If you're going to help me, I'm going to help me help you. Help you help me. I'm going to bring this stick. Do you know that everything you pick up is not a stick? Get it. Did you know that everything you add to your life doesn't add to your life? That every app you download is not good for you? That just because it's on TV doesn't make it safe? That just because you can slip it in there doesn't mean you ought to put it in there? Lady in the back just went, bam. (laughs) I live in airports. I walk through airports. And I want to look at some people and go, you need a friend. (laughs) There are mirrors in that public restroom. (laughs) Slow down. Listen, you can say anything you want to. That doesn't mean you ought to. Listen, I have people tell me, well, I just tell them what I think. Every stick you pick up, it's not a stick. Everything you put in your pocket, you didn't put in your pocket. It was rainy. It was cold. Do you understand? Snakes like cold. They hang out in cold, damp weather. You need to bring your life to the fire. You need to bring your life to some heat. He said, I'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Listen to me. If you're trying to figure out whether that deal's a good deal or not, bring some fire into it. If you're trying to figure out who's your friend, who's not your friend, bring them to church. Let me preach a little fire. You'll find out whether or not that stick is a stick 
or a snake. You need the Holy Ghost in your life, not because I'm forcing you to talk in tongues, because if you don't have some fire down inside of you, you'll mistake that snake for a snake. Something like that. Why do they sing all the time? I'm trying to put some heat on it. I'm trying to put something hot on it. I'm trying to get it to reveal what it really is. Because snake will kill you. It'll attach itself to you. You ever been praying over this thing and that thing happened? I mean, you prayed to get through the storm and now you got a snake. I mean, nobody's had that. I mean, I just nearly lost my life, and now I got this thing. And in this bite, it attaches itself. Some of you got some attachments you need to. Oh, I could go down that road. You got some soul ties. You're worried too much about what they think. It, and it's sucking life out of you and pushing venom in you. It's toxic. It's poisonous. But the Bible says he shook it off. I may have had to take that, but I don't have to take this. I may have had to go through that storm, but I got authority over this snake. And some of you are mistaking the will of God for a snake. I didn't have authority over that. I don't even understand all that. But I'm going to tread on this. Well, now pastor. Don't pastor me. There's a reason why I'm teaching. And that snake. Well, baby, it's there to teach you something. Since when did God take the devil's job? The devil comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it abundantly. Isaiah says, if they come against you, I did not send them. You will pass through the fire and not be burned. You'll pass through the waters and not drown. That snake that comes to suck life out of you is of the devil. Call it the devil. Quit trying to theologize it away. The church is full of people that are trying to justify the thing that is sucking life out of you. And this morning, you need to stand up and say, I don't have to take this no it's good preaching it's funny every time every time I get anywhere near this subject and start there's always people standing there going well maybe he's a murderer maybe he deserves this see maybe it was just luck that he made it through the storm but see God's justice is coming around and maybe you ever met them they deacons in the first holy frigidaire (laughs) (laughs) judgmental fundamental whatever mental they're just mental (laughs) the problem with 
that attitude is sometimes we, that's ungodly. You thought I'd lost where I was at. <laughs> Blessed is the man that sits not in the council of the. That's ungodly to think I deserve that. That's ungodly to justify that snake bite. That's ungodly. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of what appears to be religious and right, but it's just ungodly. Blessed is the man that can discern that is not of God. I am. Paul didn't pray about it. He didn't call a meeting about it. He didn't ask, what do you think about it? He just said, no, I don't have to. He understood that God loved him, forgave him, and that his past does not dictate his present nor his future, and that you cannot hold my past. I am a murderer, but honey, I've been redeemed by the blood, and God doesn't treat me on the basis of what I've done. He treats me on the basis of what he did for me. Blessed are the redeemed. By his stripes I am healed. He took my punishment. There is therefore now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Oh, Oh, no, I don't know the storm, but I know this. You think he's done? (laughs) Have you ever been tormented by the words of other people? Have you ever been tormented by what they say about you and going on through you? I mean, listen, you need to be careful of people who have all the answers. Oh, well, that's another. I got to. They're professionals at explaining your pain. I got to stop. Got to stop. A barbarian is someone who thinks God is a bad God. A barbarian is anybody that doesn't know that God is good. A barbarian are people that think that the poison of the world you deserve. You need to stop that poison from going in your life. It's dangerous ground to allow that poison to get inside of you. I did this Wednesday night. Can I do it again? I need need another one. Anybody else got a bottle of water? I know you do because I've been watching you. No, I need a bottle because I'm going to throw it. I got one. Anybody know how much that weighs? Anybody seen this and you can't have seen it Wednesday night? Anybody know what that weighs? Oh, come on. Six ounces, 16 ounces. Does it hurt you to hold a bottle of water? Unless you hold it an hour, then what? How about if you hold it for 24 hours? What if you hold it a month? You hold on to what they say about you. You hold on to the storm. You hold on to the past. You hold on to the abuse. You hold on to the regret. You just hold on to it. And you keep holding on to it. And it begins to harm you. Anybody know what y'all do with it? 
Do you know that today, some of you, all you got to do to break through is let it go. Do you know that it's hard to receive something if you got both hands full? Listen, Paul had to let go of the storm so he could shake off the snake so that he could be free today of what happened in the past and what's happening in the future or the present so he could see the future. It was his future that determined how he acted. It was his future that determined what he did. You need to understand me. You can shake this off when it's opposing your future. Blessed is he who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor walks in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law in which he meditates both day and night. And whatever he does will prosper. I'll give you four little things. Anytime someone's speaking anything about you that is contrary to what God is speaking, that's ungodly. Anything, anything that they're trying to make, trying to take you somewhere that is not like where God's trying to take you, that's ungodly. Any attempt to get you to settle for less, that's ungodly. Anytime they bring up your past, that is ungodly. Blessed is he who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Listen to me this morning. Learn to disagree with them. Learn to walk away from them. Turn away from godless chatter. His grace is sufficient. You need to look at some of them barbarians and say, just watch me. Watch me survive. Watch me overcome. I'm not going to swell up and die. Watch me rise again. Watch me keep moving. Watch me keep standing. Watch me fulfill the destiny on my life. Just watch me. We need to do less talking and more shaking. We need to just shake some stuff off our lives. Because when we shake off stuff in our lives, can I tell you, they'll change their mind about you and God. It is not our teaching that's going to do it. It's our living that will cause other people to notice that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. We ought to be known by what we overcome. We ought to be known by what we've shaken off. We ought to be known not by what we've survived, but what we've been victorious over. We ought to be more than conquerors through Christ who has strengthened us. We need to pay attention to what we're listening to and begin to shake some stuff. This morning, if you've never given your heart to the Lord, I don't understand what you're waiting on. This morning, if you haven't said yes to the one that walked through the storm for you, I don't understand. This is not a mental exercise. This is, I'm telling you, I'd have been dead a hundred times if it hadn't been for the grace of God. I'd have never made it through the first. And when I think about what the Lord has done for me, it makes me want to shout. Ooh, some of you are too young. When I think about how good God's been to me. When I think about when my life went to pieces, but the peace got me to shore. When I think about the barbarians that tried to build me a fire. 
Your friends will stand there and let you drown. Barbarians will try to... Thank you for listening to this week's message from the Father's House. We hope you stay connected by following us online at fathershouse.net. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by using at TFH Hutch.